Hey, what's going on, guys? This is the Leafs Convo podcast presented by Oak Ridge Ford in London, Ontario, oakridgeford.com. This will be a very quick convo for February the 4th, 2020, the day after the Leafs lose to the Panthers 5-3 at Scotiabank Arena. They not only lost the game, they lost some respect, and they may have lost their goaltender, too. Good morning, Norm. Um, well, going to this game after winning three games in a row, and you also see that Alexander Barkov is out, Brian Boyle is out. So two of their veteran centers are not playing in this game. Um, they're playing Mark Pizik, a defenseman, uh, on at forward. Uh, it, it was it was an opportunity that was laying right there for the Leafs to take advantage of. And in the first two periods, I think they played some of their best hockey of the year. They were leading 3-1 early in the third. And then as this team has done, so many times this year, they go into vapor lock. They go into just brain cramp central, and that's what happened. And you can lay the blame at a number of feet, like Michael Hutchinson, like Cody Cece. But this is a, this was again a I, I think a team loss in the sense that this team, when they get in trouble, they can't get out of it. And they did it again last night. And it comes back to bite them because this was the game they had to win against the team they're in direct contact with and or direct competition with for third place in the Atlantic division. And they dropped a big one. This is the least convo podcast for Oak Ridge Ford. I'm Norm along with Mike. They did drop a big one, Mike. They dropped one to a legit opponent, an opponent that resides within its division, a team that you not only need to beat, you want to beat. The Leafs to this point have shown that they can beat everyone else. Yeah, and I mean, the motivation was clearly there after getting walloped by that team eight to four. You could see that, you know, the Leafs really wanted to put forth a good effort. And I thought, again, in the first and second period, they were playing well in their own zone. They were playing, uh, you know, they, they possessed the puck a lot and they piled it, you know, piled the shots on. They were up nine, nothing on shots on goal. And then, of course, the first really good opportunity puck behind Frederick Anderson. So the, the offensive chances for the other team, but in the end, it's, can they, can they get a, get a save out of a goaltender? Can they play competent defense at, at you know, throughout 60 minutes? And again, in this third period, they get up 3-1. I don't know if it's, you know, the, all of a sudden they have a comfort level and they say, okay, we can sort of cruise to victory. But then Pizik gets that goal to make it 3-2 and everything collapses. Mm-hmm. And, that, and that, that, is something, that is something that has not changed with, uh, with Sheldon Keefe at, behind the bench. It is not something you can assign to Keefe, not something you can assign to Mike Babcock. It is what is present with this roster, and I don't get why it happens. So dial back a couple of months. Mike Babcock's still behind the bench. The Leafs lose one of these games. Fans will go directly at Babcock's throat. It's Keefe now. It's Dubas now. Those are the guys now. When there are issues, it's Cody Cece's fault or Mitch Marner. It's his fault. So whose fault is it? And can we stop laying blame at anybody's feet and start to try to rectify this thing before it's too late? Well, you missed one. It's Michael Hutchinson's fault because he allows three goals on, I think, seven shots. So there's enough. There's enough blame to be spread. And yes, I mean, I'm sure you know, I, I saw commentary on Twitter uh, last night. And well, you know, Dubas, Dubas is the one who traded for Cody CC. And, you know, how is how is Tyson Berry, Berry doing? I mean, there's there is enough there is enough blame to go around. But 
honestly, I, I have to look at this in, in the sense that, you know, they changed over this defense and the defense really isn't playing any better than it did last year. Mm. They've, you know, changed over some players and offensively, they're still one of the best teams in the league, but playing defense is not just on the blue line. It's on the forwards. And in the first two periods, I think there was buy-in and I think that the leaf forwards were checking and active and getting opportunities in the offensive zone. And then in the third period, Florida gets that goal and they just take over. And, you know, it, it makes, it, honestly, I think it makes a lot of Leaf fans ill when you see a defenseman who is not a particularly great offensive defenseman. So, yeah. I mean, you know, we have to look at the, at the, at the long term when it comes to this game and what ramifications it has before the, the February 24th deadline. As, as well as Michael Hutchinson played on Saturday in that uh, 2-1 overtime victory, he, when he comes in in relief of Anderson, he's not the same as he is when he starts mm-hmm. games. He, he, you, I don't think – and in, in the shadow of Anderson being concussed yesterday, and he's had concussion issues in the past, and supposedly he is going to practice this morning, and you know the Leafs are putting out it out there that everything is fine and he should be able to play. This has to send warning signs to to Kyle Dubas. It's like you know that if Anderson goes down again and concussions have a nasty habit of happening over and over, you you know your season rides on the health of Frederick Anderson. Mm-hmm. You now have to go about getting that backup goaltender because I don't think that Hutchinson, even though he has played better of late, has proven that he is dependable enough to go in and and substitute for Freddie Anderson if he gets hurt for a couple weeks. <laughs> Michael Hutchinson's a great guy, and he's a good goaltender, but he's not a mercenary. He's not dialed in. Come in to the game. It's a critical game. The number one goalie uh, could be concussed. The team is relying on you. Make some big effing saves. Be a mercenary. Don't come in with your eyes wide open looking like um, you're amazed by everything that's happening around you. Get into the game and get effing serious. It just didn't happen last night, Mike. You know, the Leafs have given up just as many goals as the Ottawa Senators. The Bruins Mm. have given up 30, I think 39, almost 40 less goals than the Maple Leafs. 191 goals for, for the Leafs. 176 goals against. That's a plus 15. That's astounding. Like the amount of goals the Leafs have scored is incredible. And the fact they're plus 15, that's unbelievable considering how many goals they've let in. 176 goals to this point. You're circling the toilet bowl among um, the the teams that uh, are uh, defensively inept. There's no way in hell that you're going to win a Stanley Cup giving up that many goals. If that doesn't change dramatically, I don't care how many they score, how many um, winning runs they go on between now, the deadline, and the end of the season, how many goals William Nylander gets, this team will not go anywhere unless it changes its ways and changes its ways fast. Is that possible? That remains to be seen. It's up to Kyle Dubas and those guys. Can they do it in a short period of time, make the adjustments and see if this team can get anywhere? Or is this going to be a longer term plan that extends beyond this season? Just think of it this way. The $40 million that the Leafs are spending on four players, Tavares, Matthews, Marner, Nylander, is basically being thrown away by the fact that they can't play team defense. They're scoring. They're all having good to great years. And that offense is being wasted because they're allowing bad goals, either 
but by substandard goaltending, bad defense, whatever. Mm-hmm. It's it's just it's throwing money away. And Mike, the, you know, I, can I, I ask I'm, Mike in right. the idea of the speed and skill game, the speed and skill, the finesse, yeah. the passing, no hitting. Does defense exist? Yeah, defense exists, but I think the way it exists is the other team can't score if you have the puck. I mean, how this team has been effective defensively is when they have puck possession numbers in the offensive zone like they did in the first two periods against Florida. All the measurables were the, the Leafs have have I'd say, you know, I'm I'm just guessing at a number, 75 to 80% puck possession. And remember they they had limited Florida to I think 10 or 11 shots after two periods. It was something really low like that. So their defense is a good offense, but the thing is then when it comes when it flips the other way and the team has possession in the defensive in the in the leaf zone that exposes where the leafs weaknesses okay. are which is their blue line is not great and last night they had a backup goaltender who couldn't save a game when they needed him to save a game washington pittsburgh boston tampa bay in the eastern conference those are the teams that the leafs should consider contemporaries they've scored as much as those teams if not more but defensively, they're not even close to being where those teams have got to um, based on their defensive prowess and their pedigree. So how do the Maple Leafs get to that point, Mike, And uh, without uh, wholesale changes on the defensive end and even maybe a, a change in strategy and mindset when it comes to the brass and the way they want this team to do its thing on the ice? Last word to you. I'll just look at it in, in the short term here. I think that Cody Cece's days as a leaf are numbered, not because he's the solely, solely to blame for what's going on right now, but if the Leafs are going to make any kind of move to upgrade their defense, they have to open up cap four and a half million dollars. So I think that he's probably going to get moved out. And last night was an illustration of that they can probably survive without him. And, you know, if Martin Marinson is equal to Cody Cece in terms of how he's playing, uh, then, mm-hmm. you know, that's an indication of how bad Cece's played. Then they're going to need, probably need to get a backup goaltender. I don't know whether it's possible for Kyle Dubas to make those moves without giving up way too much before the February 24th deadline. And if Anderson is out for a significant period, that's the death knell for this team. So right now, everything is in limbo. And I think everything changed with one concussion to Frederick Anderson. And we'll see over the upcoming days what what that will mean for this team and uh, their future. All the best to Freddie. We want to see him back on the ice. But even more importantly, we want to see him in good health and good spirits. Hopefully that will come um, in time sooner rather than later. Go get him, Freddie. You've heard from us, OGs and converts. Now we'd like to hear from you. YouTube.com slash the Leafs Convo. For Mike, I'm Norm. We out.